Welcome to the podcast for Wenton Baptist Church. I pray God uses this message to bless you in Jesus' name. Well, there are many amazing mothers in the Bible. Mothers who ever overcame great odds to raise uh, their children uh, as respectable human beings. You're familiar with some of these mothers. You're familiar with Eve. Eve was in the Bible. She was the mother of all creation. She was the mother of all living, uh, Eve. And so she was an exciting mom and a, an incredible mom indeed herself. Uh, you might remember the, the mother of Moses. Maybe You may not know her name, but it's Joshebed. Uh, was the mother of Moses who placed, her, placed Moses in a basket to escape all the, the, the death that was going on. Pretty exciting uh, in how Moses turned out to be. Uh, there was also Sarah who laughed at giving birth uh, in her old age, but she was still nonetheless a great mom. Uh, you might remember Elizabeth. Uh, she was the son of John the Baptist, and, and he jumped in the womb when, when Jesus came. And of course, you remember Mary, the mother of Jesus. But I also say, if you're a mother uh, today, uh, you are in good company. Uh, you're an amazing individual. Uh, more importantly, however, I want you to see today that if you're a, a person of the female race, if you're a girl, if you're a woman, uh, you can be a mother of influence. You may say, well, wait a minute, Derek. Hang on a sec. Uh, I've been called many things in my life, but I haven't been called a mom. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm... In a room this size, I'm sure there's a reality of those who have had the joy of being a, bio, a biological mom. That's just a reality. But I believe we have other mothers in this room as well. Uh, if you have no children, that doesn't mean it disqualifies you from being a mother of influence. Uh, if you're a female and you don't have kids, or you don't have kids yet, or your kids are grown, I know that you have a mother's heart. You have the ability to be a spiritual mother uh, to someone in your life, a mother of influence, if you will. If it weren't for spiritual mothers, the church wouldn't be where it is today. A spiritual mother is a one who takes upon her the task of instilling Christ uh, and his values and his, his word uh, to those around her. There is a reality that, you know, that we influence people uh, not just those in our, in our family, those that are in our sphere of influence, I like to say. Uh, and I use the term spiritual mother because the idea of a spiritual parent, did you know this? It's not absent uh, from Scripture. It's not absent from Scripture at all. And God has entrusted many people to our care in a spiritual sense. The Apostle Paul knew this as he considered those in, in the Bible, his spiritual children. Do you know that? Paul had some spiritual sons in Scripture. Titus was one of those sons, and he says this in Titus 1.4. He says this, To Titus, my true son in our common faith. That's on the screen there in just a moment. Uh, to Titus, our true son uh, in the faith. Titus 1.4. He also says this of Timothy, the next verse, but you know he has proven character because he has served me in the gospel ministry uh, like a son with a father. So he's saying this of Timothy. So there's this idea of spiritual children, people who, are, who can, you can influence, you consider them, them your own children. So this idea of influencing others, even to the point of treating them as if they were your own children, was not uncommon for Paul. And as we'll see, is, is something we are called to, to be as believers as well, to influence others in our sphere uh, of influence. For women on Mother's Day, you have a high calling from God. An absolutely high calling, and what a calling that is. 
to be a, a mom, to be a mother of influence to those God has placed in your life. Just think of all the people that God has placed in your life over the years. And that's been an opportunity to love them, to, to show them Jesus. Now, women have a, a, a just a very nurturing nature about them. Uh, that's the way God wired them. Uh, they have a nurture, and nat- they're natural nurturers, if you want to say it that way. They're just hardwired to, to live like a mother, if not their own kids, perhaps to someone else uh, in their lives. And you know what? Paul listed many women uh, in Scripture and, and to, as he was writing to the Church of Rome. He was concluding a letter uh, to the Church of Rome, and he was listing off these, these women that had influence in his life and influence in the Church at Rome's life. And it's just an incredible thing. Many people think that Paul didn't like women. Uh, but in fact, he, take it, he takes the end of the, chapter, the book of Romans to, uh, to send greetings to these women. He lists nine women in the, in the last chapter of Romans, or Romans chapter 16, uh, and here are their names. Maybe you can't pronounce some of these, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, Phoebe, uh, Priscilla, uh, Mary, Tryphena, Tryphosa, Persis, the mother of Rufus, Julia, and the sister of Nerus. You see, I want to focus our attention this morning on a not-so-very-known mother uh, in Scripture, but one who Paul, in fact, considered a mother to him. It was uh, the mother of Rufus. Now, look what he says in Romans chapter 16, verse 13. Watch this. It says this. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, also his mother, here it is, who has been a mother to me as well. You see, that means what Paul is saying here, Paul had a mom. But he's also saying to the mother of Rufus, here's a a, a woman who had incredible influence in the life of Paul so much that he wanted to give a a greeting, a special greeting to Paul. And and, and also to Rufus. Rufus was chosen in the Lord. That was a special characterization. So a little bit about Rufus. Who's this guy named Rufus? Okay, Uh, According to Mark, Rufus was the son of Simon of Cyrene. And what did Simon of Cyrene do? Anybody know? What did he do? He carried the cross. He carried the cross of Jesus. So you can imagine, little, little Rufus may have seen his daddy carry the cross of our Savior. What an amazing memory that is. But also, every good man is a great woman. And so Paul gives greetings to the mother of Rufus. He gives greetings to, to Rufus. And we, we know nothing of the mother of Rufus, except that she showed kindness to Paul. And that her, her son Rufus was well known in the church in Rome. Uh, and so he had, uh, they, they had a strong friendship with Paul. And, and as you know, Paul would sent them his greetings and, and, uh, and also, but there's more. Rufus, we know, was labeled by Paul as chosen in, to Lord, in, in the Lord. Chosen in the Lord. This refers to his status as a believer, elected by God, chosen uh, to be in Jesus Christ. Both were free, like the prodigal son who freely chose to return home. And the father also freely chose to receive him. Rufus was chosen by God, one of the whosoever wills. And Paul was recognizing this. But then Paul says something that we need to key into here. He says about Rufus' mother, greet Rufus and his mother, who has also been a mother to me. There it is. Also been a mother to me. There's truth that even though Rufus... Uh, had a mom, that same mom was indeed uh, a mother to Paul, a spiritual mother to Paul, if you will. She was so influential in Paul's life that Paul chose to include her in a letter, greet uh, Rufus, also greet 
uh, his mother, who was also a mother to me. So what do we do with that? Okay, we see this. What do we do with this truth that we have here that God has laid before us? What do we do with this? Well, first of all, we appreciate the fact that God uses women in our lives. God uses women in our life who are not our mothers to have influence on us, to, to guide us, to teach us, okay? God uses those kinds of women in our lives. And, and, and there's the many people you can take in your life, many women in your life who've had some kind of influence on you. And so that's a great thing. We, we love our moms, no doubt. Mom, if you're listening, Donna Jean Davis, you're an amazing mom. God bless you. Uh, you birthed me and Jenny, my sister. You're a great mom. Uh, and so uh, thank you so much for watching. You're a great mom. But also, there's, there's other women uh, in my life that have influenced me. And so we're, we're grateful for that. What I'm saying, biblically, listen, biblically, there is a model for continuing to influence others as a mom, as a spiritual mother. I'll give you some examples from my own life, okay? This happened to me. I'll never forget the impact of my fifth grade teacher, Kelly Jarrett. There she is right there, Kelly Jarrett. Uh, and, and Kelly Jarrett, she had an incredible impact on me and the way I viewed myself. Uh, you know, uh, one day in class, she quizzed the class on, on, how, on to guess the number of her husband's race car. And so I picked the number 32. And I just thought that was I just randomly, and, and I got it right. 32 was the number of Dale Jarrett's race car. Dale Jarrett's my cousin, claim to fame, whatever. Uh, Dale Jarrett, but more so, Kelly Jarrett had a greater influence on me in my life. And so it was an exciting time, and Dale Jarrett drove his race car to, to, the, to the Jenkins Elementary School there in Hickory, and it was fun and fine, but I'll never forget what Miss, Miss Jarrett did for me. You see, in fifth grade, I was, I was bullied, and, uh, just, and I was just kind of an awkward kid, that kind of thing. And so Miss, Miss Jarrett caught on to that, and so she gave me a little task and set me up into a side room there, and I kind of peeked through the window to see what she was doing. And she did this amazing thing. She, she sat down, got on a chair, sat down in front of the whole class, and she began to speak to them on how to love others, on how to love others, including me, no doubt. But she did that just for me, and I'll never forget that. After that day, things changed for me in fifth grade because of what Miss Jarrett did for me. She was a woman of influence in my life. She was a mother of influence in my life. She took the time to call the whole class out. I, it didn't bother me, but boy, I really appreciated that. And they, that those people treated me differently because of what Miss Jarrett did for me. And I, I was. I was treated differently by my classmates from that, that, day, that, that day on. She showed me the love of God and modeled, to her, modeled it to her students. Maybe you have a Miss Jarrett in your life, someone who took, took up for you and modeled uh, that kind of love for you. There's another woman in my life. Her name was June Robeson. June Robeson. She was my piano teacher. So Jake will bring it up. June Robeson. Uh, hang on one sec. There you go. June Robeson. Uh, this is Kenny and June. Uh, Kenny's a, a worship pastor in Hickory, North Carolina, and they've been there for years. Uh, and June was my piano teacher uh, when I was growing up. And she was just an, an incredible lady. She took time to disciple me as I sat down by the piano. She'd use those little, those little lesson teaching moments, so to speak, to speak Jesus into me. And we weren't just going over how to play hymns and things like that. She was speaking Jesus to me. And this was an incredible lady in my life. And I'm so grateful for her influence uh, on me in my life. She, has, she had a humble spirit, very humble, very quiet spirit. She just oozed Jesus. Yes, she was a woman of influence. She was a mom of influence to me in my life. I saw, I saw how she lived her, lived her life. I saw how she carried herself in her home and how she disciplined her kids, how she interacted with her husband. I saw it all, and she was a woman of influence to me. She had great impact 
on me in my life. There's another woman in my life. Her name is Dawn Everett. There's her and her husband. He's also a music pastor in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, Dawn at the time was a college student who was a junior at App State. And uh, she was my small group leader as a freshman, freshman small group. She was my small group leader uh, in a co-ed small group. And uh, she literally had my, a, a huge role in my life as a growth as a believer. She taught me and others in my small group how to read God's Word for all it's worth, to get into God's Word. Dawn uh, also taught me how to play the guitar, and so that, that gave me a lifelong passion to play the guitar uh, in college. And she encouraged me as I was growing in my faith to mentor other young men. I still remember their, their names, Dwayne and Gareth. I, I mentored Dwayne and Gareth uh, while I was at App State. Just an awesome time. They went on to disciple other college students. Uh, all because of what Dawn did. She took a risk, and she invested her lives in the lives of some young freshman college students in the college Bible study. Dawn was one of those spiritual moms in my life. Now, my mom, my mom in her own right, there's another picture coming up here. Uh, my mom, in her own, own right, uh, taught other children besides me in her church. She sure did. She took out time to do that. She chose, she chose to invest in other people in her own church on Sunday mornings. And she showed them the love of God. She taught Bible lessons. She did crafts for these little kids that weren't, weren't her own. I was part of that. You know, kind of children's church is what we called it. Uh, and, and this is my mom and dad. Uh, you know, and so she did an incredible thing. She has always been an awesome mom to me and my sister. But she, was, she took that same awesomeness, if you will, to be uh, an incredible mom to other kids and spread that love around, that love that God placed in her life. She didn't just keep that gift at home. She spread it around. And yes, being a mother is a gift. But hear me out. You don't have to have a biological child to be uh, or influence someone uh, in your life as a spiritual mother or someone who needs to see the Jesus in you, ladies. Hear me out. Even now, no matter where you are in your life, people need to see the Jesus in you. For the young ladies here, uh, you have children that you come into contact with. Maybe you babysit. Uh, you can include Jesus in your babysitting time. Pray with them. Read the Bible to them. Volunteer in your church. Show that church matters to you. You can make an impact right now. You know, all the way back to the beginning of the church in the book of Acts, if it weren't for women being spiritual mothers and mentors, those God had placed in their lives, we wouldn't be where we are today. Women, you have an intentional, uh, intentionality about being a spiritual mother. I would even argue that you have to go out of your way to sacrifice for those in your life as a spiritual mom, to impact those around you as a spiritual mother. Now, I want you just to just listen to the quality uh, of this woman described in Scripture. It's a very familiar Scripture. I want you to listen to the quality of this woman as a wife, but also as a mom, to see what influence she had. And I'm asking you ladies to model this, to model this type of woman uh, in Scripture. This comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, verse 10. It says this, Who can find a wife of noble character? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will not like anything good. She rewards him with good, not evil, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and provides portions for her female servants. 
She evaluates a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard with her earnings. She draws on her strength and reveals that her arms are strong. Any strong mothers out there? I know we do. She sees that her profits are good and her lamp never goes out at night. She extends her hands to, to the spinning staff and her hands hold the spindle. Her hands reach out to the poor and she extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows. For all in her household are doubly clothed. Doubly clothed. But she makes her own bed coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the city gates. Where he sits among the elders of the land, she makes and sells fine garments and she delivers belts and merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing and she can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom, and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Have you blessed your mom today? Have you said, have you thanked God for your mom? God, thank you for my mom and the legacy she left for me. Do you rise up and call your mom blessed? Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Watch this. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. Oh, how we need that word today. It's not about image. It's not about how you look. It's not about the photograph. Here's the point. A woman who fears the Lord will be praised. That's not being scared of God. That's having a relationship with God. That is the, the highest of high you could achieve with God is have a relationship with God. It's not beauty. We prayed for Braylon that she would come to know Jesus it's not that Braylon would look good and, and have all the clothes and all kinds of stuff. But what do we pray for? We pray that she would know Jesus and she would have a relationship with him. That's our greatest priority is the salvation of her soul. He said that should be for all of us, as, for all of you as women. You should fear the Lord. That, that fear means to have, a relation, to have a reverence for God. Do you have a reverence for God enough to get the junk out of your lives, to get the world out of your life, and to live for God? Yeah, I know, you can read this proverb and you think, well, that's not me. That's, Whoa, that's a lot of stress there. I, I, you know, that's like a checklist and I, I just I fail all of that. If you have that kind of pressure, please understand, there is grace. There is grace and room for you at the cross. Jesus has done it for you. He has lived a perfect life, so you didn't have to, moms. You don't have to have it all together. Uh, sometimes your house is uh, upside down. You don't know what to do and blah, 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 you're stressed, you're stressed. You need the grace of God. You need the grace of the cross. He says it is finished. That's a weight off your shoulders just to be in Jesus. Wherever you are as a young lady, he calls you to be in Jesus, not to meet the expectations of the world because they're so high, you can never meet them. You need to be in Jesus. You need to fear the Lord, and you will be praised. You seek that. Give her the reward of her labor, and let her works praise her at the city gates. Seek to remember the spiritual mothers in your life. Look around. Seek to be a spiritual mother, a mother of influence to your children, to other people's children, and to those God places in your path, ladies, because he will. He will continue to place little kids, grandmas. He's going to uh, give you grandkids, aunts and uncles. He'll give you nieces and nephews. God's called you to be the spiritual mom. Like Paul, may we see the value of motherhood and the value of women who choose to speak Jesus into our lives. Be a young lady who is becoming a mother of influence. Be an aunt who is becoming a mother of influence. Be a grandmother who is becoming a mother of influence. Today's message has been different, for sure. We've dedicated a baby to the Lord. We've, we've, uh, to two special godly parents who we know of Jesus first in their lives. We know of spiritual mothers even in our own church, and I could list many. I could name lots, and I'm sure you could too. 
But I challenge all of our ladies here to do the same, to be spiritual moms. Uh, all of our men are grateful for what you have done in their lives, and they're grateful for the women in their lives. May God use our ladies to bless the church, to be women who fear the Lord, to be spiritual mothers. Let's pray.